Finally getting over this cold that I've been having. Like, my voice almost sounds normal again, but... Mm-hmm. Fun times. Uh, Good old colds. Colds, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Way to go. Fucking suck. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I've been feeling horrible, like, this whole week. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I think Danielle caught it just as I'm coming out of it. Yeah. That's usually how that works. Yeah. I've noticed. <clears throat> from so like Matt and Brittany right when Matt's coming out then Brittany will get it so she's pouring medicinal water into her sinuses as we speak yeah yeah, yeah. which is really weird but it helps yeah the, the like not a neti pot but like the squirt the nasal rinse in there yeah mm-hmm. and it feels like you're drowning mm-hmm. but <laughs> it clears you out <laughs> I do just, see just in their water spray for that yourself. effect <laughs> yeah it's a tactical waterboarding. Yeah. So you yes. feel better. Hello, and welcome back to RTFB. This is Travis, and today Chris, other Chris, and I are covering the first section of Kindred by Octavia Butler, which was everything starting with the prelude and ending with The Fall. So there's your spoiler warning if you're reading along. And although this episode is already running a bit long, let me remind slash warn you that this book does contain descriptions of beatings, rape, racism, and other bad things that would have happened on a plantation, so please do be prepared. Once you're ready, let's jump right back into my discussion with the Chris's already in progress. Yeah, who would? Books nice. Yeah. it's They got good stuff there, but it's just like every other bookstore. Yeah. Except sometimes they have a bigger selection of like used stuff in them. Yeah. But it just depends. Depends on the books a million. Like, the one in the mall is not going to have as big a much of as many of the used ones, but like the ones in St. Louis have a really good, I think, combination of used books and new. Yeah. So you can find a lot of cool stuff at the Books A Million, just depending on where your location is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. I miss Walden books. I liked B. Dalton a little better. B. Dalton was okay. <laughs> but Walden but they books... They weren't as good at the end. At the end, Walden books were better. Walden books had the kid entrance that you could go through the secret tunnel to get in. Oh I my guess God. they did. I didn't get and to do that. that shit was amazing. So I bet. <laughs> Our it's Walden like... books didn't have that. The one that I went to, because I went to... We went to Crestwood a lot, because that was the closest mall to my house, and their Walden books didn't have that. So mm-hmm. Now that mall doesn't exist. It's a pile of dirt. Yeah, because oh, yeah. we got rid of the bookstore. And everything else. Yep. <laughs> that was their yep. mistake. Maybe they're building condos now. I don't know. That was the plan. Probably. Now the city like, of Crestwood has like no tax base because it was all based on the mall. I can't. <laughs> so. I can't remember if that was if that was the mall that my mom told me about, where like uh, the uh, the adult section of the bookstore was kind of by the windows <laughs> of the store. Yeah. So like any any time you went by, like you'd see two or three perverts just like <laughs> hanging around. <laughs> I would not be surprised if that was the case. <laughs> like you can have them, fair. but you're going to have to show everyone you're having them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was the first. They had the first movie theater that had ten screens in St. Louis. 
that was easy to get to. They built an AMC. Like, they had a little one that then be- was in the food court mm-hmm. that yeah. then became Exilorama. And they built the AMC 10. I mean, I think they had some, like, big multiplexes, like, way the fuck far out, but I didn't go there. Yeah. Yeah. But I spent a lot of time going to that AMC 10. I kind of miss it. And then it became a cheap movie theater when I was an early, you know, a young adult. So I used to go, like, when I lived in South City, uh-huh. before I moved to Florida, I would go, like, every Friday if, like, Megan wasn't available. And I would uh-huh. get, like, some crappy Chinese food at the uh, food court and then go uh-huh. see, like, a $5 movie at the movie theater. Nice. Yeah. So I saw a bunch of movies there. It was fun. But now it's all it. gone. All my memories are gone. <laughs> Nothing but dust. So The memories are still there. It's just all the yeah, places but the you made them in are gone. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Like the bread coat that was there, I spent a lot of time at. And... Yeah. Well, you can just comfort yourself by knowing that yes, eventually those memories will be gone too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Unfortunately, I feel comforted. I don't. <laughs> I feel very comforted. Jeez. I was also like adding to my list of like crotchety old man stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like we finally finished uh, Avatar. We have been saving the finale for like a special day, and we yeah, went and got uh-huh. popcorn and treated it like a movie. Mm-hmm. So we moved on to Korra. Okay, and nice. Like, I uh, cannot watch shows that you have to listen to pe- words people are saying with my kids. Oh, <laughs> because they don't they don't stop talking about other shit. Yeah, I'm like, what? What just? Ha- why did they do that? What is happening? And they're like, oh, I don't know. Like, could you <laughs> shut up then? Like, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Right? Like, I'm trying to watch this. Like, oh, I know what happened. Like, they left, and that person is uh, building, like, robots for this other guy. And mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, who are those characters called? I'm like, I don't know. Like, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> I want to know more than just the general plot line of this. Like, I want to get what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Go, Cora. I still, to this day, have not seen half of that show, and I own it. Oh, mm. man. Like, so far, so good. I've seen the first two seasons, like, three times. <laughs> yeah. And not the second two. So I don't. I, I heard it gets really good after that too. That's what the I first too. two seasons were fine. That's what I so. too. <laughs> yeah, I was Daniel's gonna following. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna say I hate children. <laughs> uh, we were we were at a movie the other day, and it seems like it seems like the uh, the thing now. Well, I mean, I uh-huh. guess it's always kind of been like this, but the thing now is like, eh, just drop off your tween kids at the movie theater yeah. you know yeah that's what happened when we were that age right. yeah and so i'm like like hey so i don't go on the weekends cool movie yeah. like that's fun and then it's full of all these asshole kids yeah 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 that's how it was when we saw uh avatar like yeah i mean mm-hmm. that feels like a movie you probably could bring kids to but like the kids lost interest about hour two yeah yeah and we're just like Talking loudly and running around and running up and down the stairs that are behind the seats, and the parents were just like not doing anything. We're like that's yeah. fun. It's like I don't not feel like not a parents parent anymore. Yeah, fucking parents. So, not the parents I know, of course. But... You start hitting your kids more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bring the switch back; they'll get in line. Oh my god! No, or at least be like, uh, you can't run around in the movie right now, like. You would think that would occur to them. But Just don't run around right now. Like, remind yeah. me, uh, remind me that I have something to say about that. Okay, okay when <laughs> um, when am I reminding you that? Um, maybe I'll remember since I made a point of it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm making a note. Uh, 
if nothing else, I'll ask at the end of the thing. Very good. Mm-hmm. Remind. That'll that'll be the appropriate time. About yeah. stuff. Okay. <laughs> Parenting stuff. I don't Parenting. know. Parenting kids. Switches. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> in the context it, of this Go back book, to the tree. that's not so good. Like, but. Well, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Well, speaking yeah. of book, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Amazon <laughs> first since it's your first time through. How'd you How'd you take the book? It's pretty good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like once you get used to the the shit that happens, I'm like, well, okay. Yeah. Brutality. Yeah. That's how it was in that world. Yeah. But otherwise, it's pretty good. Like it's doing like Electric Sheep did for me, where it takes me a little bit to get into the the reading. Uh-huh. Just because of my how my my own brain, and then once I do, like suddenly I've read like fifty pages, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it, it definitely didn't, moves. And it didn't feel like work or anything. It moves really quick. It's really good. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. Um, anything like surprising aside from like the brutality of the time, or uh, it did start off earlier in time than I thought it was going to. Yeah. I thought it would be a little closer to Civil War time, but it's it's not. It's at the beginning of the 19th century. Yeah. So that was a little bit of a surprise. Right. But not a huge deal. Yeah. And just how the time travel stuff is working. That's interesting. Right. So Yeah. Agreed. Agreed on that. Um, other Chris, are you um, discovering new stuff this time through, or...? I'm I'm discovering that like uh, my memories about certain things were off. Um, oh yeah. So that's that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like um, I actually did not remember. Uh, I did not remember Alice being free. Oh right. Time I read it. So right. that's that's an interesting discovery. It changes a little bit of my perspective, but. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, man uh like the the brutality of it i think was like uh kind of the point right I, yeah i uh like i said a long time ago like i i really do think that this should be required reading for mm-hmm. like high school mm-hmm. level or something like people right. really yeah. should uh because it it's I wouldn't I wouldn't call it like an unflinching look, you know. Right. It's not like um it's not like something that was that was designed to be like like, hey, look at all this horrible, horrible stuff. Right. Right. You know. Um It's so casual in that world. Exactly. Right. Like just how casual all this violence is to everybody. And yep. and that's and that's exactly how it's written and that's the crazy thing about it is like oh yeah. yeah you know just like start a paragraph or whatever like no no like preamble no yeah, uh, right. no lead up like just some crazy fucking shit happens right. yeah and then and then you're and then life goes on that, yeah like uh like this truly fucked up shit like actually actually happened yeah for um, a long time yeah yeah yeah, and like speaking on the the casualness of it, like they even kind of point out like this this particular plantation run isn't so bad. Like, all yeah, the thing I heard about it was like this was miserable all the time. 
But then, like, right. the next page, someone's, like, getting beaten basically to death. So. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, like... Yeah. <clears throat> but but even that wasn't even the even the point of that whole statement, right? Like, yeah. Like, uh, I, I don't know if I want to get too deep into it now, but it's, like, there is, like, an entire viewpoint in, in mm-hmm. the American South still that there is such a thing as, like, a virtuous slave owner. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, that's like, from the lies they've been taught by the daughters mm-hmm. of the Confederacy to rehabilitate the Confederate memory. Yeah, so... so Like, oh, it was good, and you were Christianizing these savage people and giving them a better life. I'm like, no, that. you terrorized <laughs> generations yeah. of people for centuries. Yeah. Right. To get yeah. free labor out of them so you could get... So the 1% could get rich. Right. And, like, the lesser percents could have house servants permanently, <laughs> not have to pay them. Yeah. Like... Right. And do whatever the fuck they want to do them. Like, this is terrible shit. And I agree right. with you. I think this should be... This particular book should be, like you said, like a high school level reading. Yeah. But, like, we do a pretty terrible job in this country because we don't want to think about it. Yeah. Of and we're actually trying this. to do worse. Yeah, of covering <laughs> this and not understanding what happened in yeah. reality. You yeah. know? Well, Like, how it really was. Yeah. And that's why um, I do tell people, like, this will get added to my list of, like, if you don't want to watch 12 Years a Slave, then you should read Kindred. Yeah. Because you need to yeah. understand what happened and what it was like. Well, yeah. Even in and, a fictional context, because that's how we like to learn in America now. Yeah. yeah. But like we said, like, just seeing the casualness of all this violence, like, you need to understand that's how it was. Right. Yeah. And, yeah, and not is... even not even just physical violence, I guess, is right. yeah. kind of the point, too. Right. Right. Is... Right. Well... I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. Well, I was going to say, like, uh, and this is jumping ahead, like you mentioned, but, like, even in that conversation, the guy's like, I mean, it's not that bad. He's like, yeah, for you, well, you're not <laughs> constantly in fear of this happening. Like, this could, yeah. like, break out at any time. So even if you're not constantly getting, like, whippings or whatever, even seeing the one is enough to make you terrified at all times. Like, yeah, right. If any any situation can explode into violence like that, like that's a traumatizing and like constant yeah. constant stress. Yeah, that's the thing I didn't really understand till I learned more, and I'm like, yeah. this is terrible that we forced a whole group of people to yeah. live in constant fear for right. multiple generations. Right, and then some aspects of that changed after the Civil War, but not by much, mm-hmm. and we did it for another hundred years. Like, it's no wonder shit's a little fucked up right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've got people who are alive who experienced Jim Crow, which was mm-hmm. slavery light, essentially, in yeah. some ways, but not in others. Right. And, like, still people being terrorized, for the most part, if they ventured out of their neighborhood they were forced to be in. Yeah. So, it's like, what the fuck? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the kind of thing you're like, okay, we're sorry. And you're like, oh, all right. Yeah. No. We're all better now. We take some, it's going to take some, so it's fine. Honest, hard looking and working to like really rectify this and help people actually be fully American if they want. Yep. And like, kind of, people don't like it, but we do kind of have to make up for what happened here. (laughs) Right. So. (laughs) Well. And that's the great debate, but I'm like, should it be? How hard is it? You know? Right. Should we not just pour money into neighborhoods and schools and, like, better opportunities for people? Like, I think that would be kind of fair. No, I think so. we need to give it to uh, people who can already fend for themselves. Like, 
the richest of us need all the tax breaks if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the thing I was impressed with is like uh like you were saying the the narrative style is like very economical. Yeah. And like it moves right along and enough so that I'm like, "Oh, even knowing that there's time travel involved with this kind of is a minor spoiler for what's going yeah. on, but mm-hmm. I liked I liked the way she kind of just uncovered whatever we needed in the same way someone who was trapped in that kind of a situation might. Like Yeah, you know, right. She's like, well, I was just outside with some weird-looking lady. Mm-hmm. And then I was somewhere else, and I didn't realize, but I'm actually across the country in Maryland, and actually yep. it's 100 years ago. Like, Yeah. <clears throat> and the way she just reveals stuff about the characters when we need to know it. Like, uh, I don't remember her telling us that her husband was white until, like, towards the Later. end of the section. Yeah. yeah. When, when he was impacted by it, too. But Right. You, you find out... Uh, um, when they talk about how they met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Which was towards the back half of the reading, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, that kind of uh, writing style is really... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, not addicting, but, like, it pulls you in. Mm-hmm. Like, and keeps you moving right along. So Engrossing? Like, yeah. yeah. Engrossing mm-hmm. and, like... Again, this was on. This was a shorter section, but I read it in like an evening. So yeah, yeah. Once I got going, I couldn't put it down. So yeah, exactly. So and I'll probably finish it tonight. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, because of her style, like it was hard to write a lot of notes about it without just copying everything she said. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we want to turn to some specifics, I will. Uh, do my uh, best to summarize this stuff, but mm-hmm. like I said, I feel like you almost just read it aloud in the same amount of time. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, some book specifics. So I liked the prologue a lot mm-hmm. because it opens up saying, "I lost an arm on my last trip home." Yeah. Yep. Right. That'll hook you. Yeah. I think it like does. <laughs> and apparently, the way she did it. Uh, well, I'm skipping ahead already, even in the prologue, but even then, I'm like, what the fuck? So, <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's how we're so, starting? Wow. Yeah. So, yes. Dana is in hospital in a drug fog as she's being treated for her lost arm, and everyone's asking who hurt her. It's like, hurt me. Yeah. But uh, cops are asking if a Kevin did it. She tells them it's her fault and it was an accident. Uh, and he's, I guess, let out of jail or, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, a hold, a holding tank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, when she convinces them it's not his fault, and he uh, recounts finding her like elbow deep in a wall. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And again, like if I didn't know she was a time traveler here, I'd be like, that's really weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. Uh, apparently, you can time travel into places where matter already is. Yep. Apparently, and yeah. that's a bad deal. It is it a is. bad deal. A very they talk bad about that in Valerian about having to develop the tech not to do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you have to materialize both uh, not where the Earth is in time and space, and not in a wall. Yeah, right. If you can help it, right. So, <laughs> so they jump right into the river. It is June ninth, nineteen seventy six, and it's Dana's twenty sixth birthday. She says it's the day she met Rufus. 
the day he called me there first. Although she mentions that the trouble's been going on already. And I still don't really know what that means yet, but I assume yeah, we'll yeah. find out. No idea. I assume we'll find out. But Dana and Kevin are like mid-unpack. They just moved into a new place and are stacking books into shelves while Kevin is dealing with writer's block. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden she's just dizzy and collapse. And while Kevin's asking what happened, she's suddenly outside by a river. And in the middle of the river is a small red-headed kid who is, like, drowning. So, she doesn't really think. She just dives in and grabs him, pulling him back to shore where the kid's mom, or at least a woman, is screaming and crying. She's like, well, I have never done CPR before. In fact, she didn't even call it CPR yet, but... Right. Uh, she, uh, she gives it a shot. She's like, I've seen it. I've seen it done, I guess is what you do. The lady's like beating her on the back, crying that she killed her baby. Like, lady, he's still alive, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Plus your kid fell in the water, so that's what killed him. And in fact, he does sputter and starts breathing on his own. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's alive, Rufus, baby. And I like that she's like, Rufus. Ugly mm-hmm. name to inflict on a reasonably nice looking kid. <laughs> Definitely not popular these days. No. No. <sighs> and then there's a man who's pointing a very long rifle in her face and asking what the F. Mm-hmm. And then she's back in her living room, several feet away from where she had been. Comes like, dude, how did you just do that? <laughs> they, they talk it out. Like, he's telling her. She's telling him about saving the boy and him confirming that she was just gone for, like, a few seconds. He's like, but it felt like a few minutes. But neither are too convinced of exactly what happened. But she's like immediately like, what if this happens again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I uh, reading this now, I feel like this is like the a theme in the book. Like, here's a yeah. weird traumatic thing that happened, and what if it happens again? Because like for the rest of the book, she doesn't want to do anything. Right. Yeah. It's like I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to go to dinner. I don't want to go to the library. Yep. Just in case. So. Uh. But anyway, Cummins like, well, if it happens again, that guy's going to remember you saved his kid. He won't hurt you. <laughs> Ominous. Yeah. Don't know. Ominous. Don't know so, about yeah. that one. Yeah. So that's the whole chapter. Nice, short, and sweet. And like I said, to the point and economical. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the fire. Uh, Dana is like showering and putting on clean clothes. But Kevin's... Even though Kevin's like, let's go out for your birthday dinner. She's like, uh, no. I'm not going to be in the middle of a restaurant and disappear. Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. So. And, yeah, in fact, when their takeout arrives and they sit down to eat, she's dizzy again and she disappears again. Like, not even a couple hours later. Yeah. Like, she gets no rest. Nope. Nope. No. So, she's suddenly in a dark bedroom and a boy with his back to her is holding, like, a still-smoking stick. And his drapes are on fire. Oops. <laughs> so again, she like has to jump into action, like pulls the drapes down and throws them out the window, which she late, later realizes the second story. I was like, that could mm-hmm. have gone poorly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, after she'd done it and realized there was a fireplace, she's like, oh, okay. I could have just but... thrown them in there. But uh, everyone's safe, and she's like, okay, I'm ready to quantum leap back home. Save this boy again. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And uh, And then she doesn't. So she decides she needs to get some answers and that the boy is probably more likely to talk to her than an adult uh, who would probably just shoot her for breaking in. Yep. 
Which, be, to be fair, yeah. Fair. <laughs> That's what they would have done. Yeah. I, uh... I liked her a lot. She's like, I mean, like someone ought to have used that stick on you sometimes. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? There's yeah. there's a lot of her voice, uh, Octavia Butler's voice in this character. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yes. Um, she was exactly that kind of person. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like it. Uh, so yeah, when they're in discussion, she, he tells her his name is Rufus, and she realizes that it is that same kid, but like four years older now and she asks him if he remembers when a time when he almost drowned and he does and he mm-hmm. remembers her and he remembers what happened afterward mm-hmm. and he was like I had seen you in a room with more books than my dad has but I thought you were a man because you were wearing pants yeah a but, recurring theme yeah <laughs> yep uh, which I, I, I guess so I would think like there's other signs that she's maybe a woman, but I don't know. Yes, no. If you're used to only women wearing dresses, yeah, yeah. yeah. Women don't wear pants in eighteen whatever team, <clears throat> yeah. Like ever, it's yes. forbidden or something. Uh, it's, it's just not done. Yeah, right. It's uh, it's grotesque and like profane. Apparently, to them, yeah. It's uh, too erotic. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or something. Uh, but yeah, neither of them seem to know exactly how she got there, and she's not too keen to let him think that he can control it. Right. Like, I would like him to stop bothering me, but... He talks about how later his mom said she was probably a ghost, because she had seen her disappear also. Mm Mm-hmm. But, she's like, at the time, you were just a strange N-word she had never seen. And I will be sticking with N-word, despite... Yes, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. This isn't that kind of podcast. No. Right. No, we don't go there. That's too God. No. I do not have a pass. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, some strange person she'd never seen, but then she remembered her Bible. Like when Elisha breathed life into a dead boy. And again, I like, she she called me what? (laughs) And after I saved her kid? (laughs) Right. uh, The roof's like, why wouldn't she call you that? Right. And I just like to point out, I don't know if this is intentional or not, but in that passage it was like i love the conjunction of like bible learning and hysteria and like casual racism yeah that that sounds like the south to me yeah 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 the the real holy trinity (laughs) (laughs) so yeah especially that version of the south right yeah like there's plenty of people down here who do try not to do that right but it does still happen (laughs) so that's why we far between Outsiders got to move in and help them out. I'm just sorry, that's not true. But. <laughs> yeah. So yes, she uh, she takes offense to being called that. Of, of course. Yeah, like you yeah. do. Like, like, like you, you do. would. <laughs> but I would be offended uh, if I heard that. Like, she's yeah. like does she always call doing? black people that? And he's like, well, not when company's over. <laughs> <laughs> what difference does it make? She's like, yeah, show me some respect and don't in call your me culture. That. He's like, okay. So. Yeah. Rufus tells her about how he had burnt down the stables once when his dad wouldn't give him a horse. So, spoiled. Seems reasonable. Sounds reasonable yeah. for a rich kid. Yeah, rich kid syndrome. He's got affluenza yeah. already. Yeah. Uh, and how he had set this fire because he had been accused of stealing from his dad, even though it was only a dollar. 
Well, well I like how he denied it at first, but then he was like, it was only a dollar. I'm like, kid, in your time, a dollar's like a hundred bucks. Like, come on. Yeah, and I like how he's like, I'm willing to have him lose everything he owns over this. Yeah. Just the accusation. Yep. Just the accusation is enough for it, but... Yep. Yep. Um... Yeah, so he was talking about how his dad would probably beat him with the whip if they found out about this. Like mm-hmm. with the horses and the N-words. And she's like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. He's like, well, I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about the other other people. He's like, right. hey, just say just say blacks anyway, kid. Like, right. Come on. So <laughs> I like her thinking how this boy would be lucky to stay out of prison when he grew up. If yeah. he grew up. Like, yeah. His dad doesn't yeah. beat him to death one day. Like, <laughs> yeah. Or he just doesn't have like some fatal accident. Yeah. Yeah. Right? True. He is accident prone. Incredibly yeah. so. As we will into continue to see. Deadly situations a lot. <laughs> yeah, and the comment on it later, but like any injury is a deadly situation in yeah. the 1800s. Like, it is, yeah. yeah. If it's serious enough, you're going to have serious problems if you survive. Right. So. Right. So. Uh, he talks about how his mom got mad at his dad the last time, saying beating the slaves was okay, but not him. Mm. So. Took her, took she took him to Baltimore City for a while, and she's like, "Oh wait, Baltimore in Maryland is that far?" He's like, "It's across the bay." So she's like, "Wait, what year is this?" He's like, "What the hell?" Like, "Yeah, come yeah. on, kid, you know the year." And he's like, "Uh, it's 1815." It's like, "Ah, well, that explains the hard R." Uh, yeah, <laughs> that uh, DC just got burned. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Just makes me think of like, like. Man, it would be really fun sometime to just run into a room and be like, quick, what year is it? <laughs> the year, boy. <laughs> quick. Then they go, great, Scott. <laughs> yeah, would you play it off, though? Like, whatever they said, would you be like, oh, God, okay. Two more years and then leave? <laughs> right. <laughs> then I'm not too late. I've got two <laughs> years. Perfect. This will be fine. And then just Things leave. can still change. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, don't get on your next flight. Run away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't do it. I can't say more. Bye. Oh my god. How how bad would you feel if they got on a different flight and it <laughs> Oh god. No. <laughs> You think I would do that follow-up research? I would not. <laughs> I would just walk away satisfied with my gag. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. So anyway, she's like, so this is a plantation, right? He's like, yeah, it's Waylon Plantation. And she's like, oh. Uh, hey, just by Wayland. the way, is there a black girl named Alice living here? She's like, oh, yeah, Alice Greenwood. Mm-hmm. And Dana uh, casts her memory back to a very old Bible that her uncle has. Her grandmother, Hagar Whalen's Bible. Mm-hmm. Which is... I've only ever heard of Hagar the Horrible, just as an aside. Like, is Hagar a girl's Because you don't know your Bible, sir. I mean, Hagar, in the Hebrew pronunciation, yes. is... She was uh, Sarah's maidservant. There's a Sarah on this plantation. And um, when they were trying to have kids and couldn't have a kid for a while, her and Abraham, she gave Hagar to Abraham and they had a kid. And that's where Ishmael came from. And then after the angels visited 
Abraham and told him that they're going to have a kid. And she laughs because she's listening in. That's why Yitzchak is named Yitzchak. Because that's like, I laughed or something like that. Oh. <laughs> in Hebrew. Okay. Then gotcha. Sarah got really jealous of Abraham's firstborn son, who is not her kid biologically. Mm-hmm. And stirs some shit and demands that Abraham kick out Hagar and Ishmael. Which mm-hmm. he did to save peace at home. But was very concerned about it and talked to God about it. And God's like, don't worry. I'm going to provide for them. I'm going to make a nation out of Ishmael, too. So oh. they get sent out into the desert, and Hagar gets really upset because they really they don't have any water. And she's like, we're going to die. And she sits down under a tree and like starts crying because she can't give water to her her kid, who's like pretty lethargic. He's like 13 at this point. Yeah. You know? And uh, Angel comes and saves them, brings them some water, shows them where there's a well. Ah. Sends them on their way, and that's where Ishmael settles and all that. And this is supposedly in Arabia today, because that's how we tie in with... Now, the ancient peoples didn't know this at the time, but that's where, like, like, that's where the Arabs come from. All those people south of us, <laughs> they're, they're Ishmael's descendants. And then that's how they, today the Muslims trace their religious lineage to Abraham. I got you. It's through Ishmael, and then they changed up the Akeda story and said, no, no, it was Ishmael that would try to be... Sacrifice on the mountain, not Isaac. But <laughs> maybe there were two sacrifices so, on a mountain. Two attempts, two testings. I don't know. <laughs> really, the story like everyone's like, "Oh my god, that's so terrible! <clears throat> Why would he do that?" Well, like, well, because Abraham isn't really thinking God's really going to take my kid. Like, I'm just being told to do this. I'm just going to put my trust that good will happen out of it. And it's I feel really like you're reading part of that. This, like that's, that's not what in the, the rabbis say. <laughs> oh, dude, dude. We have thousands of years worth of stuff that's not in the text. <laughs> thousands. Thousands what? of years of stories. That's how we flesh out the details and understand yeah, yeah. the meaning. Yeah. Christians uh, don't know how to do this properly. So, <laughs> Well, uh, not most of yeah, them anyway. Yeah, not most of them. It's not a literal, like, details were left out. Yeah. So <laughs> and we have a long tradition have, of what those details are. We have the abridged so, version. We do. Yeah. And that's because well, we got eventually decided that at Mount Sinai, especially if you're Orthodox, where the Torah was given to Moses when he was up on the mountain for 40 days talking with God, you got a written book, then you got a whole collection of other stuff, too, to pass down as oral tales. Yep. And that's how that was done until they were written down after the temple was destroyed in the centuries after that. Mm. So we have a long tradition of these stories and flesh out details yes. and things like that. But yeah, that's where Hagar comes from. From the Bible, right. <laughs> um, the Bible, and now literally, you know. literally, yeah. her name is in the Bible, and it is in this and Bible she, that has her family tree on it. And yep. she is one of the few named women in the Bible. There's ah. not a lot, a lot more dudes. Well, since so. there is a Sarah on this plantation, and I guess eventually there will be a Hagar evol- involved. Mm-hmm. I feel like you just spoiled all of the rest of the book. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you inadvertently spoiled the rest. Yeah, I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. But yeah, very popular names. Then, I don't know how many, how popular Hagar was across all the different spectrums of people in America. Yeah. But it's not an uncommon name, at least, I think, for slaves and stuff back in the day, and then black and people going forward. not for Maybe. cartoon Vikings I can't say either. for sure. Right. <laughs> right. But, gets passed down. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, so apparently then that makes Rufus her great-grandfather, right? Or further. Yeah. He might be further back in line, but just her great-grandmother had that Bible. But I don't know. I can't remember. It might be, might make him her great or her great-great. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I forget. Because she's closer uh, in time to them than we are, so. But yeah, uh, she's like, okay, well, there's my ancestor, and I don't remember mm-hmm. anyone ever mentioning he was white before, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't necessarily, would you? Yeah. You Especially like, later on in time, you'd be like, hey, he was a white dude, the son of a plantation owner. And you'd just be like, that, Rufus, just the name. That's all we need. Good old Rufus. Yep. A terrible name for a handsome guy. Uh, <laughs> at least it's not Roy Cephas. <laughs> it's true. So. Could always be worse. Mm-hmm. Could indeed. Uh, so, yeah, she wonders if that's why she can call to him, is the blood relation and then she considers the time paradox implications of if she hadn't saved him before, or, like, did I always save him, or would I even be alive if I hadn't? So, Good feels, old time travel. Feels like she's subscribing to the, like, one timeline theory. I tend like, to think She that had way already, about already done that. Even yeah, she correct, because she future. exists, so it's yeah. already happened. Yeah. Uh, so, so I, she does then decide she needs to get the hell out of there before someone discovers her, and so she asks, like, where she can go. Yep. He's like, well, you can hide outside until morning and then ask Dad for work. He hires free people. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh, yeah, if you were me, would you want to work here? He's like, <laughs> yeah, like, fair yeah, point. Probably not. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair point. My dad's kind of an ass. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But he tells her that Alice's mom has a house nearby and he helps her sneak out. But they make sure to find the remains of the drapes, tells him to burn them and only them mm-hmm. right, <laughs> to get rid of the evidence in his fireplace. Hide that shit. Yeah. Can your mom make some replacement drapes really quick in the morning, <laughs> by the way? But, it's like, sure, I think so. Yeah. He uh, points her in the general direction of the house, and she does her best to stumble through the pitch dark, except for a half-moon forest, without, like, Apple Maps. <laughs> yep, <laughs> nothing. You gotta wait uh, for your eyesight to adjust so you can yeah, see that, things. That is hard to do, by the way. Going through dark woods to a place you've never been. Yeah, it is. You really do, especially us moderns. We do have to sit for a while and adjust. Yeah. Like, you're not going to make it through otherwise. You're going to, like, break your leg tripping in a hole or something. Yeah. And, like, a house that probably doesn't have lights on in the middle of the night in the woods. Well, like she mentioned, too, like, you know, they're, like, just all the amount of stars and stuff that are out in the sky. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because we don't get to see that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even imagine what it would look like without all that light pollution, but... Yeah, I mean... Uh, one of these days we'll have to go on a trip. I think we have a part of one of the national parks is a dark sky, a dark sky park. So yeah, yeah. there's there's a place not too far from here that I want to yeah. go to. That'd be yeah. cool. Uh, when we go to Broken, Broken Bow, sometimes you're far enough away. It's not true dark sky, but it's enough you can kind of see the Milky Way. Nice, that's cool. Well, I've never and seen the Milky I Way. I pointed out to my kids and they're like, ah, who cares? God damn it! Like kids, you're not going to be able to do this when you're our age, let alone when you're old. Yeah, like <laughs> think about it. Yeah, when this the planet becomes chance. an ecumenopolis, and then uh, you know yeah. everything is yeah, <laughs> you yeah. have to go into space <clears throat> to see stars out on the ocean, <laughs> right? Yeah, you probably could go out in the middle of the Pacific. Yeah, now that'll Maybe. be a city too. Yeah, you're right. That's true. <laughs> yep, uh, we'll start building a city on top of that garbage pile. Might as well. <laughs> we'll be Isn't good it as use big for as Manhattan it. or something. Like yeah. I think they've yeah. shrunk it a little bit, but yeah, I think it's about that size still. Yep, yep. 
Uh, Good old humans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Always making things better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she does stumble around in the forest for a while before she just gives up and goes back to the road. Mm-hmm. And is almost run over by a group of riders because she's not very quick on the uptake about what horses sound like. Yeah, I wouldn't be. <laughs> not a sound you're used to hearing in the middle of the night, I guess. No, and but, it's dark, yeah. so you don't see them until they're right up right. on you. But she, Horses uh, don't glow, folks. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have headlights. They do not. <laughs> so yeah, uh, she manages to hide from them while they go past, but decides to follow eight white guys... On the horse that she really hopes aren't going to the house of black people. It's like, that's not going to end well. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Mm. Yeah. Sort of foreshadowing, Mm. but again, it's like the next paragraph. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she follows them uh, watching from the trees, but she's hidden, but very close. Watches as they go to the house. Some of the men break down the door and drag a naked black man and a woman in a blanket and a young girl out front. They, uh, over, she overhears something about the man not having a pass, and then, uh, they tie him to a tree and they whip him. Yep. Yeah. Just like that. Yep. Just like that. It's like fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. And again, because of the economy of words, you know, it's, it's just to the point. Yeah. Like, like there is not a lot of preamble to this. It's just like all of a sudden he's tied to a tree and they're fucking beating him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because uh, that's just what you do. Yeah, yeah, you're just allowed to. You don't have to like work up to it. It's just that's that's what happens. Yep. So yeah, that's the stuff that makes me wanna. If time travel could happen, to like go mow down people with modern weaponry. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you think this is fun? Bullet to the head. You dead? <laughs> or no? Fun now? No, no. I'm gonna make you suffer. <laughs> Bullets through both your knees. Mm, Jesus. Then we'll think about that. I'm gonna tie you to the tree and see how you like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So I want to Slytherin read... guys. I get very vengeful streaks. <laughs> is is there a black exploitation movie where this happens? Because I feel I hope like... so. <laughs> Like this is this is a very cool like time travel Django Unchained kind of thing. Yeah, like, I, like I want to see anti roots or something. Like I would love to watch that. You could make it revenge. You could oh, make it's it. Too much work. That's true. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I wanted I to, to find this. someone and egg them on and be like, "You can do it." <laughs> yeah. I encourage you to do it. Yeah. Or I Spike see Lee, it, so if you, you ever listen it. to us, you should make it. That seems like a good project for you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, to tweet Spike Lee, hey, make this movie for us, or or Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Yeah. He would get involved, I'm sure. But yeah. Both of them together. How about both of them? Yeah, you could make the argument that is his black exploitation film about it. Like Jane mm-hmm. Jane. <laughs> yep, take a modern uh, approach to this. But uh, anyway, I did want to read this section because I thought it was like a uh, kind of central theme here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. The, the beating has just happened, and she says, I had seen people beaten on television and in the movies. I had seen the two red blood substitutes streaked across their backs and heard their well-rehearsed screams. But I hadn't lain nearby and smelled their sweat or heard them pleading and praying, shame before their families and themselves. I was probably less prepared for the reality than the child crying not far from me. In fact, she and I were reacting very much alike. My face, too, was wet with tears. So yeah, yeah, 
seems to be the central point. Like, you can yeah. hear about it. You can even see people reenact it, but you aren't really prepared for... It's not the same. Yeah. What yeah. it's like to see someone, like, beaten that savagely, so... Yeah. yeah. I can't really fathom that. I don't ever want to have to see... Yeah, exactly. Anything right. even remotely close to well, that. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to go as far as, like, someone getting dragged out of their house at night and, like, almost killed. Like, even, yeah. like, a domestic violence situation is, like... Yeah. You could see it on TV... Or even joke about it and all in the family or whatever. But if you're right. in that situation, it's like suddenly exactly. very terrifying. So. Exactly. So, yeah. Not cool. Nope. No. So after the beating, that man is uh, tied to the horse and the men ride away. Just kind of leaving... Or, I'm sorry. Uh, one guy hangs back with the woman. And after some whispered conversations, uh, just punches her in the face. God yeah, like, knocks her out. Man. Yeah. Yep. And then they end. She just leaves. All right. Bye. So she's like once again put into rescue mode. Decides she has to help. Yeah. Um, comes out, but startles the child. Calls after her, Alice, and confirms that these are her ancestors. When the girl stops. Mm-hmm. So uh, she tells Alice to go get some water, and they revive her mom, who again assumes that Dana's a runaway based on her clothes, but lets her come in and stay the night with them anyway. Uh, yeah. She tells her that she's from uh, not L.A. Yeah. <laughs> since California wasn't a state yet. It's Spanish colony still. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh, New York. Yeah, and goes with the story sense. that she'd been snatched and carried away from her husband, who was still mm-hmm. there. Which, I mean, isn't untrue. Yeah, right? it did happen. Yeah. Like, they talk about, at some point around there, too, about the passes. And that was the only thing that kept free black people from just being kidnapped and sold into slavery. There was, like... Yeah. It's like, prove it. You have to prove that you're free. Otherwise, the assumption is you're a slave. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Well, I don't think that was something that was, uh, something I was aware of, but. Yeah. Essentially just like a hall pass. Yeah. Some written down, like, this guy's allowed to be over here tonight. Like. Right. And I think you could get, like, especially further north, if you came from there, you got some, like, official paper from the state that said you were born free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that your family was free, type of deal, and you had right. to have that with you like all the fucking time. Yeah, yes, especially if you had to go down south for any reason. Right, which, from my understanding, was generally like not encouraged unless yeah. you absolutely had to for like <laughs> business. It's still not encouraged. Like, don't come here. <laughs> hey, Atlanta's pretty is pretty nice <laughs> these days. Stay the weekend and then get out. Maybe not was the maybe maybe was not the best town to go to like in the fifties, yeah. but yeah. It also has weird overpasses, by the way. I couldn't get out of there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Driving through. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I guess if all you need to do to be wherever you want to be at night is have a note from somebody, then, yeah, it makes sense. I think they talk about that. That's why they wouldn't want the slaves to be able to read or write. Yeah. yeah. So they could write them for that's, themselves. That's easy to forge. It yes. is. <clears throat> Especially um, when they make the point that uh, the people writing the note aren't necessarily all that bright. Yeah, or that literate themselves. <laughs> right. right. Yep. Yep. Which uh, is not something I thought of, because I always kind of assumed, like, all plantation owners would be very well written and read, like like Thomas Jefferson or something, because they're rich, <laughs> but well, it, apparently no. not. I mean, it seems like it seems like she had the same uh, preconceived notion, because she <laughs> made a comment on it when she first arrived, about how, yeah. like, oh, this place is kind of, like, not as nice as I would have expected. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Later when she goes to the house and it's just like a, a one story or whatever. A, a, like, brick, a brick house. It's a two story yeah, brick. Two story brick Georgian house. number or something. Right. Yeah. Just not a like big a opulent. Like doesn't have the pillars. Just up a front. square box. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I guess that's the difference too between like maybe early Maryland plantation architecture and later plantation styles in the South or the Deep South. Yeah. Right. Right. You know. Yep. Um, let's see. So yeah, they're, they're chatting for a little bit, and Alice's mom remembers that she left her blanket out where, well, outside. So Dana mm-hmm. goes to go get it for her and is grabbed by some guy. Mm-hmm. That same Fuck guy returns. Who had yeah. uh, uh, whispered to Alex's, Alex's, Alice's mom. He's like, wait a minute. You're not her. Are you her sister or something? And she decides, like, probably best just to not say things. Right. In mm-hmm. this case. He's like, anyway, you'll do. And then he, he attacks her again, yeah. not afraid to just straight up punch her in the face. Yeah, yeah, and, and like throw try her to the rape ground. somebody. Yeah, yeah. There's like a moment in here where Dana has her hands on his face and realizes all she would have to do is like scratch his eyeballs yeah. to be able to get away and probably kill him. Mm-hmm. Like he'd probably die from infection or being blind, not be able to work and die that way. But yeah, yep. just uh. Can't bring herself to do it because of modern squeamishness. So, yep. yeah, so, yeah, that's that's one thing that uh, they try to tell you in like uh, self defense classes or in martial arts classes is yeah. like uh, if if you're in a situation like this, uh, don't hesitate. Yeah, like like keep keep in mind that. Uh, <laughs> You don't want this to escalate further. Like, you want to get away as soon as possible. So yeah. Yeah. Get over it. Yes. That person has already broke decorum by attacking you like that, so you do not have to be nice anymore. Exactly. Right. You don't have to think about it. Well, that's that's dirty. I mean, if you want to be nice, take just take one eye. <laughs> <laughs> They'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, extreme, ex- extreme of forces you can muster to shut it down right then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so he proceeds to rip her blouse and she realizes what exactly he's intending to do. So, uh, she scrambles hard again and finds a large branch by hitting her head on it, Mm -hmm. grabs it and knocks him out. Uh, but finds herself losing consciousness, but it's like, I must get away because if the man comes to, he'll probably kill her, but can't hold on to it, nor the tree and... Wakes up in a panic before realizing she's back at home with Kevin again. Mm-hmm. He's got uh, many questions, but she's very tired and doesn't want to talk about it that night. Yeah. Um, and she awakes washed and in like wilderness survival clothes with a canvas bag and a switchblade by her side. Um, Kevin tells her she was gone like uh, a few minutes in his time, but hours for her. So she's pretty much like, yeah, this... This is not just a weird hallucination. Like, no, right. Something fucking happening. is going on. Yeah. So, she tells him everything that happens. Um, and yeah, this is where they get into a little more about passes like you were talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, patrollers, which he talks about being like precursors to the KKK. Like, just guys who rode around at night. And like, like, yeah. Is everyone where they're supposed to be? Or getting bored and just causing chaos anyway? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Kevin's not exactly convinced that she's like space time jumping, but has no other choice but to act like he believes her. So, 
they kind of go over plans like, okay, if you call back again, um, let's practice with your switchblade. Like, go get this ruler and show me what you're going to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they tear pages of Maryland out of the atlas. It's like, the roads aren't there yet, but this is probably the easiest way through, just in case you need it. And, like, uh, I'm pretty sure we can figure out how to forge, like, fr- papers of a free person, so we're going to go to the library tomorrow. And, uh, yeah. So, they begin to theorize that her fear is what's sending her back home. So, uh, when she's absolutely terrified and fearful for her life, she gets to leave. Mm -hmm. Is their theory. And I guess when Rufus is terrified, that's when he gets to call her back. Yeah. Yeah. So, the fall. So, there's an interlude that I really liked talking about uh, when Dana had met Kevin. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. like, it seems probably cribbed from Octavia's real life. Like, probably. talking about being a, like, part-time author and, like, yeah, uh, taking spare jobs where she could and then taking caffeine pills to stay up late yeah. and write. Right. I want to I want to throw out there something that, something that struck me while I was reading that, uh, the yeah. beginning of this section was like how uh, people people nowadays are are talking about gig work and the gig economy, and it's uh-huh. like this is a thing Which that has terrible. kind of always existed, right? Yeah, um, and like it just used to pay better, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at least minimum wage, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, like I just I I thought that was. Uh, like really interesting that like oh basically yeah. like the the same the same exact types of people are doing the same exact types of work now mm-hmm. right very strange that it yeah like, hasn't moved at all in the last like 50 <laughs> years yeah i think that's by plot and design yeah mm-hmm. i think you're right it was supposed to have moved and then forces aligned against actually Fixing that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, like the minimum so, wage was supposed to have raised since then too. So. Yeah, and it did slow enough to look like it raised, but not when you adjust it. Yeah. 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 So, great well, lies yeah. we've been told for a long time. Right. As yeah, I also thought that part was interesting talking about the casual yeah. labor they were doing, which basically right. seemed like day labor stuff you would see now, like people hanging out outside a Home Depot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Kind of drive by is like, who can drive while you're with me? Like, right. Who can help me take an inventory? Come on. Right. So, so yeah. Um, and we forget, too, there was a lot of economic tumult in the 70s. Yes. True. So. True. Because we were born after that and didn't have to deal with it. But, like, mm-hmm. people who went through it, like, you don't, we don't see it as much in our shows and movies anymore, but some stuff hints at it, like, how up and down it was for folks and yeah, why they, that's how, like, Jimmy Carter got into office and then how he got kicked out and Reagan was brought in because he just failed to do, they, in their pick of mind, failed to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, presidents aren't magic, so. Presidents aren't magic. Yeah. Contrary the name, to the name of my new history book. <laughs> It'd be an important <laughs> one. Because contrary to popular belief, presidents are not magic. They cannot wave a wand and set gas prices at a dollar, as much as we'd all <laughs> like that. So. No, I've seen stickers that say otherwise. <laughs> well, those stickers are made by idiots. <laughs> So I have interacted with some people like that who think that way online, and they are oh fucking God. idiots who think they know but that they're not. Oh my! So Dunning Kruger in real person, yeah, in real life. So yeah, yeah. 
there's others who question that and go, guys, come on, let's get real. <laughs> and they're like, no, we're right. We're like, all right. All right. It's like, right. I don't want to get banned from this group because I find these people fascinating, so I just keep my mouth shut. But I'm like, <laughs> a lot of you are dumbasses who think you're not. You're embedded with them. And that's the problem. You're a spy. Well, sometimes I did, especially early <clears throat> on in the group, I did have some interesting conversations with people who came from different points, points yeah. of view about stuff. But we'd come to the same conclusion of, yes, we need to do X, Y, and Z to benefit, you know, America uh-huh. in, in productive ways, not just talk about shit and say platitudes at each other. But then it inevitably balls you, but those damn evil Democrats, <laughs> you know, they're trafficking children for their satanic worship rituals. Oh I'm like, oh, I'm sorry yeah. you think that. <laughs> Are we doing I'm that? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Don't you have your own child dungeon in your house? Just like I never get my rotation time for the Jewish space laser, I never hear about the... Uh, like, I the, still don't the, have lines. You think I have time to put in a child dungeon? <laughs> right? Like, I still haven't gotten my turn in the uh, ritual to gain eternal life or whatever it's for. Yeah. So I guess we're not Jeez. high enough up or rich enough to get invited to those parties. Man, your conspiracies are cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to run Hollywood. Yeah, I know. I'd like we to could run make it too. our our black exploitation movie if you did. Like, oh I my would God. just cash in. Your I coupon. would just settle for like <laughs> the yearly gift of gold or whatever we're supposed to be getting from being uh-huh. in this whole thing, which never uh-huh. happens. So, <laughs> yeah, dude, so I would, we got. I would sign up today. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you only get it if you win dreidel, though. Like, no, instead no, we get wonderful notices from our awesome rabbi. Saying, yeah. "Hey guys, we know the holidays are coming up. If you need get help getting, if you know, if you need some help getting stuff for Hanukkah or whatever, just let me know. I have the rabbi's fund to use. So. Ah, because we do have some people in my congregation who are very well off or yeah. had very prestigious roles, and a lot of us are just normal people. Yeah, yeah, you know, middle class folks. See, working some working class folks just trying to get by. There's your mistake. So, Being nice to people, we don't like that." Well, that's how the Jewish Helping people, people have who survived. need help. That's not the Christian way. That's how we. Yeah, it's not the Christian way. It's the Jewish way. It's supposed oh, to be the Christian way, but that got wrapped up into politics too much, too often early on. So yeah, yeah. That's how Jews have survived for two thousand years helping of exile and whatnot is helping each other. What Who the would hell? have thought? Crazy. <laughs> what a novel concept! You help each other out instead of blaming each other for shit. I don't like it. I don't trust it. <laughs> Oh, boy. So, yeah, Dana and Kevin, right? Mm-hmm. They're both doing this casual labor thing. And he starts talking to her while doing inventory, like her being better at counting than most of the very drunk people that sign up for this work. <laughs> yeah. uh, he's like, hey, are you a writer? I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. And Buzz might be my favorite character, who just walks by. He's like, hey, are you guys going to get together and write some pornography? Uh, yeah, that guy was great. <laughs> oh, Buzz. So yeah, they decide to spend their lunch breaks together and chat about writing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I guess this is where we learn... No, I'm sorry. Like other Chris said, this is where we learn that Kevin is actually white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's published three books that no one outside his family has read. Relatable. And... <laughs> yeah. And when their temp shifts are no longer aligning, he asks her out to a play. So it goes from there. Ah, uh, when people could still afford the theater. Yeah. And Buzz, I guess, doubles down on his pornography joke like three, three more times. Yeah, yeah, it does. Chocolate and vanilla <laughs> pornography. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
Now you're no longer my favorite character. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, we jump back to, I guess, present day at the time. Like Dana's like not going to come along to the library. Like I don't want to be disappearing mid car ride, and who knows where I'll return. Oh jeez. Yeah. So that's where I disappear. But yeah. Even before Kevin can leave, she feels dizzy again, and he runs over and throws his arms around her. And this time, both of them find themselves in the woods. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. And there's fucking accident-prone Rufus, like, laying on the ground with a broken leg. Yeah. Fucking Rufus. (laughs) God! Looks like he fell out of a tree. Yeah. What was he doing up in that tree, anyway? (laughs) Did he ever say? (laughs) Having fun? Shenanigans? I don't know. It's like, hey, Nigel, look what I can do. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) That was probably it. Hold my beer. (laughs) (laughs) Fell on my keys. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they decide he fell out of the tree and send his friend Nigel to get his dad uh, to send a wagon to go pick him up. Like, we're not carrying you there. Like, this is not a good mm-hmm. good situation. <laughs> Gotta keep everything's flat. Yeah. Apparently this... stable. And so Nigel is one of the s- slave children, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And since he calls, Rufus calls him his friend, like, I think this is where she makes a note, like, I think maybe that whip of his dad's made more of a mark than he expected on him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I liked that. Uh, so yeah, Rufus is interrog- interrogating them through his pain, like, who the hell is this guy? Do you belong to him? And yeah, I'll admit being slow on the uptake here, I'm like, belong to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, they're married. Nope. No, that's not what he meant. Nope. It's like, no, that's my husband. He's like, what the fuck? You can't get married. <laughs> you people can't get married to whites. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Kevin, for his his part, is pretty pissed, but is held back by her. Like, let's not yeah. uh, let's not escalate here. Let's not turn this into a thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she's like, gotta pretend here, play a role. Kid, what did I tell you about calling me the N word? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. Listen. Really quick, just want to throw yeah. out there that that is like a, a totally a thing if you if you look at like. Uh, the way white people and black people respond to things, right? In those yeah. kinds of situations, yeah. where it's like it's 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 part of a it's part of the white privilege, right? Like being able to be angry, yeah. Right. Like right. like being in that situation and and uh, hearing something you don't like and being able to say something about it, as opposed to like I need to keep my mouth shut because I don't right. want this to get worse, right? right. Right. Well, and also, aside from the privilege, like not being used to being offended like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't get told what to do. Nope. How dare you? <laughs> right. How dare you say who I can't marry? Uh, but yeah, that's a, a very good point. Um. So yeah, she goes on to say, "Listen, where we're from, like blacks and whites can marry, and we don't like the N word." And he's like, "Well, where is that?" He's like, uh, "California." Mm-hmm. Wait, are you Spanish? <laughs> Totes. Maybe. Maybe. So they decide that since Dana and him are probably going to be spending a lot of time together, they should go ahead and just tell him that they're from the future. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, we're from the 1976. I like and how so, they used a bicentennial quarter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was that, just going to say, they, they have the cunning use of not yet ancient coins to prove yeah. that they're from the future. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Chris Ham like, move. Yeah. yeah, that's Check totally a me move. Like, you need to start order in my you, pocket. You need to start carrying one just in case. <laughs> I do. I need to carry a current year quarter. 
<laughs> I don't have any yet, but I do have a couple from last year. I do like the new close enough. women's history quarters. They're pretty cool. Highlight the women quarters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so he's like, telling her to prove it. Like, if you're from the future, then tell me everything that's going to happen. Just like, I mean, we aren't historians. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't know everything. I'd tell them everything, but they might fuck them up a little bit. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> your your kid or your grandkid's going to fight in the Civil War. Slavery's going to end. All this shit's going to go tits up for you. You don't want to scare the poor boy. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to prove you're from the future. So, of course, he talks. Yeah. Kevin talks about the Missouri Compromise. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen in a few years. Yep, that's something he could check out. Be like, yeah. oh, I didn't believe him, but yeah, he was right. So I guess he is from the future. Yeah. But I liked his, like... Well, then, uh, who's president? Like, who's president where you're from? Like, Ronald Reagan, the actor? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Jimmy Carter. No, yeah, that's right, that's right. But no, they, they the go The Georgia peanut farmer. Of, Here's where I would have failed. They're like, who's the president now? And they're like, John Quincy Adams. He's like, who's going to be next? And like, I'm like, I got my... I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You get it a was, Buchanan in there, and a Polk, and some other shit. And eventually it'll be Abraham ones. Lincoln? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he'll be like, in, in like 50 another, years, it'll be Abraham Lincoln. Just wait. I'll yeah. be right in five, five decades. There's a uh, Pierce at some point. I don't think he did much of anything other than looked good for his portrait. William Henry Harrison, don't yeah. don't, don't get invested in him. Yeah. yeah. I do know uh, his campaign slogan was Tippecanoe and Tyler too," Because <laughs> I had to remember that for AP history. Tippecanoe, yep. Yeah. So, yes. so then John Tyler will be president because Harrison will kick the bucket. <laughs> so. Yep. Uh, yeah. So like we said, he eventually is convinced when they uh, show, show him some coins. Although he's like, none of these coins actually say 1976. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you would well, have made a good Missouri. the bicentennial one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Which now Missourians don't demand proof. So there you go. <laughs> the show me state. If the GOP tells them, they just believe it. So <laughs> I'm like, where's the show that. me? Where's the make me make you prove it to me attitude, Missouri? But that died out. Yeah, yeah. Now it's just conspiracy. It must be conspiracy. Uh, I I heard another uh, origin for that, uh, mm-hmm. which is which is um, I, I went to a mining school, you know. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, way way back in the day, there was uh, a whole bunch of like you know lead mining and iron mining and stuff here but yeah a bunch of missouri miners went to colorado at some point to uh mm-hmm. do mining work out there and apparently the the coloradoans were not too happy with them oh like, yeah basically like they're not good at anything like you have to show them how to do everything <laughs> so that's why missouri is the show me state because uh, Missourians don't sense. know shit you have to show them how to do it <laughs> yeah because their minds were easy or something i don't know yep. uh sounds right to me <laughs> uh yeah so they decide that while they're there they should just go ahead and pretend that kevin does own her mm-hmm. and that uh he makes sure to stay really close because who knows when he'll get back to the future without her mm-hmm. so. right uh rufus's dad tom whalen shows up with nigel and the wagon he's like god damn it this is gonna cost me a fortune it's like, gee, thanks cost. for concern for your kid. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's going to yeah. cost you, what, a whole $5, Waylon? Well, that's, that's like a fortune. That's a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Maybe 10 maybe $10. <clears throat> like uh, That's a gold coin back then, so there you go. 
Tom and Kevin have a quiet discussion together, but Rufus begs for Dana to not leave him, so I plop mm-hmm. him up on the wagon and they uh, they all get in together. Uh, on the ride back to the place, Tom's asking Dana like her name and where she's from, and she's like trying to remember to like not look him in the eye, like, and to visually check in with Kevin before responding to anything. But she's like, "Yeah, I'm Dana from New York." And he gives her a really ugly look and then uh, a sharp glance at Kevin and then ignores him the rest of the time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what the hell? <laughs> All I did was answer your question, but... Uh... <laughs> yeah, back at the place, Rufus again begs for Dana not to leave when he's going to be taken upstairs to the bed, so uh, she gets to go up with him. Uh, he's plopped, like, not unkindly, but very uncaringly into bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then his mother be- busts in hysterical again and, like, seems maybe to recognize Dana, uh, but after many years doesn't really say anything. Uh, starts ordering around, like, right away. It's like, get him some water. And she's like, all right, like, from where, though? <laughs> yeah, like, where <laughs> like, you keep your water in this place? Like... <laughs> How am I going to know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, ultimately, she's sent out to the cookhouse uh, to get some food. Um she meets a young girl who doesn't speak, who's named Carrie, who shows mm-hmm. her the way. And in the cookhouse, Nigel and his dad, Luke, and Sarah, the cook, are apparently hanging out. Uh, she's like, yeah, Miss Margaret sent me out. He's like, oh, that bitch. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah's not a big fan. <laughs> nope. But she gets to eat some corn mash. Delicious, delicious corn mash. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Is that like uh, early grits? Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, where was I here? Yeah, so they ask her where she's from, and they comment on how uh, she talks more white than the white people here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she oh, does. Well, my mom was a teacher. And like, mm-hmm. A black teacher? <laughs> a For black free kids, yeah. <laughs> Right? <laughs> exactly. It's like, a, why not? Mm-hmm. I'm blazing saddles. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they basically tell her that's why uh Marsa Mars Marsa Mars 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 Tom doesn't like you because you're educated and from a free state and you might put the idea of freedom in our heads as if we were too stupid to think about that ourselves. <laughs> right? <laughs> if they don't know about freedom, don't tell them about it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like sure, otherwise yeah, we're going to want to spend our whole lives under the thumb of white people. It's getting the beat best. for doing shit. That's the best, yeah. 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 Oh, wait, we could be free? Fuck that. Why <laughs> <laughs> uh, people would be had me, some by stupid the way. ideas back then. This would be me if I was in this situation, because Dana has like, spent some time thinking about like the poor cooking conditions. Mm-hmm. She's like, how are people not just dying from, like I don't know, like botulism? <laughs> they have stronger guts than we do, because they and were whatnot. exposed to shit as children. Yeah, talking about how like medical... Protocol there was just like, well, uh, here's some whiskey. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. Like, if you just, got sick, you got sick. Yeah. Hope you yeah. make it. So she hears Rufus screaming from the house, uh, enjoying some modern medicine. Uh, and uh, she comforts Carrie, who really doesn't like it. Yeah. Uh, she confirms that Carrie is Sarah's daughter, her fourth child, but the first one that was not sold off by uh, Marse Tom. Uh, Kevin calls for her and she has to like remember not to just rush over to him very eagerly. Mm-hmm. Uh, plays it cool. But uh, 
He also confirms that Tom doesn't like her very much because she seems like she can read and it's a dangerous thing for a slave to know. But that he's gotten a job, like he's going to teach Rufus because he's going to be out of school for a while. So we'll just tutor him. Um, apparently he's a bit slow to begin with and uh, she's like, well, maybe we can teach him like some compassion while we're here. I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> That do might be do nice. some unfucking. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, yeah, she's pretty keen on building a good reputation on the on the plantation, just in case she ever has to come back alone. Yeah. Right. And she mentions like she really doesn't want him being there by himself because like it it won't turn out well for him. No. <laughs> he won't be able to just shake that off. Yeah. So. Uh, seems insightful to me. I don't know. Dana moves up into the attic and uh, gets some cooking lessons from Sarah. And uh, Miss Margaret really is a bitch to her, like, every oh, yeah. chance she gets. Every time, every, every chance. chance she gets. Bitch. She's like, I don't care what century it is. I know how to dust, lady. Like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> don't have to tell me about that. Right. Uh, yeah. Kevin is, like, really appalled for, uh, to his credit, at all her living conditions. And when he finds out that uh, her face has been scalded by Miss Margaret throwing her warm coffee in her face saying it's too cold. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he convinces her that she should move into his room. It's like, they're really good about not noticing these things around here. Like, have you noticed all of the kids that look exactly like Master Tom <laughs> <laughs> running around in the fields there? Like, <laughs> Right. Uh, plus, Margaret is basically throwing herself at him. So... Uh, yeah, he says, I've seen her using her limited reading ability on that Bible of hers. <laughs> I thought that was great. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, she's called back to Rufus again, and he asked her to read. And, uh, remembering that she needs to substitute F's for S's, she reads Robinson Caruso to him. Mm -hmm. It's the long S, but yeah. We are <laughs> well, not used to those. <laughs> Yeah. And it does look like an F. F. Yeah. Right. Long it's a long S. Because apparently we had at some point, like I picked it up since, so in Hebrew you have a concept of final letters. Yeah. It's only for a few. So if it's at the end of a word, it looks different than if it's in the middle of the word. Mm. Well, the long S and stuff like that kind of was the same, except it was the one before the final one. So the last S in like Congress would be the S we're used to, but you'd put a long S for the one before that. Because ah. it had something to do with like showing the sounds or some stuff like that, but we just decided we didn't need it, which was fine because we don't really. Right. But that's where that comes from and stuff like that. You know, ah. some of the things that were present in English that maybe at one time too had a slightly different sound to quality to it that then mm -hmm. lost that, and then we was like, we don't need that funky looking S anymore, the long S. We could just use two S's instead. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Rufus is commenting like, man, you read really good and stuff. <laughs> Not like me. Teacher says I'm pretty stupid. But I already read as good as my dad, so that's probably okay. Like, he wants to hold my <laughs> Yeah, there you go, kid. Get good at reading. You can hold it over his head. He'll hate you that's for right. it. She's like, hey, do you like your teacher? He's like, no. He's like, well, then don't prove him right, okay? Like, be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she learns that uh, the family book collection is from Tom's first wife. And uh, when he married Margaret, it came with a condition that she doesn't like to read. He's like, God damn. <laughs> yeah, that first wife liked to read too much. Just so. reading and reading and knowing things. God. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know shit, so she can't. Yeah. She makes sure to check to make sure Alice is okay uh, and still living there. But her dad, she finds, was sold after that night of the beating. Mm-hmm. Um, and while leaving uh, his room, Tom accosts her. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And they're reading? <laughs> you know how I feel about reading. but <laughs> It's like, well, Ma- Master Rufus asked me to. He's like, how old are you? Yep. He's like, she immediately was like, 26. He's like, how can you be so sure? Which I guess it was more of a thing back then, not knowing exactly what year you were born in. Depending. Not having birth certificates necessarily, so. But she thought ahead and did the math to know the year she would have had to be born in to, to be 26 now, so. Yep. That would have been, I would have slipped up in like, 1983. I'm like, oh shit. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 1790, whatever. So. Yep. Uh, like you know maybe you should be uh my kid's teacher like i could just buy you from kevin i don't have to pay him then right she's like i mean no no thank you i guess like you sure yeah so she tells kevin that he's like well let's all just be real careful yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, uh dana mentions how she's one day called along with the other slaves just to watch a whipping yeah and i liked her notice that kevin probably didn't even hear about it yeah, right. right. Like, didn't know what was going on. I didn't hear about it later, but yeah, um, white people don't need to worry about that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comfortably ignorant of that. Uh, she spends nights in his chambers, but makes sure that she gets up early enough to get water and coals for him. So it looks like she's doing chores and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like three days later, Miss Margaret just busts in. And is like, what the hell? Where did you sleep last night? Like, uh, with Mister Franklin. Yeah. She slaps her in the face like this is a Christian house. You don't do <laughs> these kind of things. You go back to the attic. Is it like you guys she, terrorize uh, other humans, so I don't think it's a very Christian house. She just kind of uh, just kind of stares her down and goes back to sweeping I'm like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I've got uh, another excerpt I want to read here because I like this description of Miss Margaret. Uh let's see, they're talking about how like it was a very hot day, mugging and uncomfortable. No one else was moving very fast except to wave away flies, but Margaret Whalen still rushed everywhere. She had little or nothing to do. Slaves kept her house clean, did much of her sewing, all her cooking and washing. Carrie even helped put her clothes on and take them off, so Margaret supervised. Ordered people to do work they were already doing. Criticized (laughs) their slowness and laziness even when they were quick and industrious. And in general made trouble. Waylon had married a poor, uneducated, nervous, startlingly pretty young woman who was determined determined to be the kind of person she thought of as a lady. Yeah. That meant she didn't do menial work, or any work at all, apparently. But I had no one to compare her to except guests who seemed at least to be calmer. <laughs> I think that paints a great picture. <clears throat> right, yeah. Micromanaging uh, everybody, even though they're already doing stuff just fine. Yep. And she has nothing to add. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I forget exactly where, but somewhere around here, uh, Master Whalen finds her reading one of his books. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, listen, read to my kid, but don't read on your own time. Just don't. So, uh, later when she's in the cookhouse with Sarah, she's like, I had to speak on your behalf today to Mr. Whalen, like, assuring him that Dana was good at, at learning things, even though she didn't know how to do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, I might buy her. 
he's like, well, uh, Mr. Franklin wouldn't let him. He's like, uh, sure. <laughs> sure, says Sarah. And by the way, you guys aren't as sly as you think you are. And that's yep. probably why Margaret hates you so much. Like, you have something she wants. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It also confirms it was Margaret's idea to sell her kids mm-hmm. so that she could buy a bunch of new furniture that she didn't need. Bitch. Oh. What a terrible person. That's a bitchy move. It really is. I need new furniture. Sell these people. Just sell them. It's <laughs> sell fine. these children. Three humans. Yeah. 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 Uh, I like the note that she starts to employ a strategy that Luke told her. He's like, listen, don't argue with the white people. Just say yes at the time and then do whatever you were going to do anyway. Like, usually they're fine. <laughs> yeah, usually it works just fine. Uh, they usually it. forget to punish you later. It's fine. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's taken aback when Nigel asks her to teach him how to read. And mostly because she's like, why didn't I think of that on my own? Like, I should have been doing that to begin with. So, um, she immediately steals a book like that day and starts teaching him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks here about how she's disturbed how easily they're getting along in the uh, in 1800s. Like, Talk about how she's protected by the fact that they're like just playing a role. Like they're not from here; they're from the future. So they're going to get out of here eventually. Yeah, they're not right. a part of it. But um, comes more real to her one day. She's walking with Kevin in the woods, and they notice a group of kids playing pretend, like play acting a slave auction and quarreling over their sales prices. Yes, which was sad, but a, a little funny. I mean, it's like. <sighs> Anyone, anyone who's been around kids for like any amount of time knows that yeah. like this shit absolutely happened. Like it had, yes. to be. yeah, right. right. Like, I don't, I, I don't know at what age they like really stopped doing that. I guess, but it's like, yeah, we we saw some older people doing this shit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or like, this is something that I experienced recent recently in my life, and I'm going to yeah. reenact it in play form. Right, like, helps them uh, process it, yeah, and yeah, make sense of it. And they but, like to just kind of play act about the world around them. Yeah, the kid being like, "Well, but the other person went for five hundred dollars. I wouldn't get three hundred. I get five hundred. Like, yeah, it's sad and just a little funny. <laughs> just the fact that they were quarreling over the price point. Yeah, right. Um, and Kevin's just like, "Well, yeah, that's that's their future. Like, what you gonna do?" Uh, and this is where he starts talking about yeah you mean if you think about it it's pretty non-horrific this plantation like what I learned in school I expect there to be beatings every day and again she's like yeah for you being bored in the house it's just fine like mm-hmm. yeah like you don't have to sleep on a floor. are out here so yeah you don't have to go to whippings just to see people get whipped yeah or that your children can be sold away at any time because they need new furniture mm-hmm. right yeah he's like oh uh, yeah I guess not she uh, tells him that she's teaching Nigel how to read. And he's like, oh, well, you think he'll try to forge papers and head north? And like, well, at least he'd be able to. And he's like, yeah. well, I see what Waylon was right to be afraid about educated slaves. I'm like, Jesus, dude. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Come on. Yo. Wrong thing. You should help Wrong all of them say. do that. Wrong thing to say, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. So, um... There's another scene where Dana's reading to Rufus while his mom's in there doting on him and keeps interrupting her. Mm-hmm. And then shouting at her that she stopped reading until Rufus gets fed up and yells at her. He's like, God, Mom, you're such a bitch. Get out. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, Mom. 
I hate you. Get some pizza rolls or something. God. Right? Yeah. yeah. I like, like... No one wants you here. The... The... The bit, like, it's... It's... It's a small thing. Like, it's just kind of a throwaway thing. But, like, mm-hmm. like the first thing he says afterwards... Uh, you know, she she's like, you always treat your mom that way. And he's like, well, yeah, my dad does it too, because that's how you get right. her to go away. Oh, um, yeah. And, like... Yeah. But, like, yeah. like it, it ties into the rest of all of the shit, which is that all of this is learned behavior. Exactly. Right. Like, the way that yeah. he treats everyone is, is yeah. something that he's learned from his father. Yeah. Like, we like to say, and it is true to agree, like, nobody's born hating other people right. you have to be taught right. to right so and so so you really do get a sense i guess of like the push and pull of like the different forces in his mind yeah. right where he's like yeah i'm friends with alice and like yeah i like nigel and everything but also yeah. he's got like um yeah like like the like the 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 viewpoint of his father i guess is also like taking a place in his mind and it's gonna be yeah. a question of right like, uh, which which direction is he going to go? Right. Right, because even with being friends with all these, you know, black kids and stuff, he really likes them. Like, in the end, he's going to be a white adult who inherits a plantation. Exactly. Right. Like, that's, the business sense of all that is going to take over. Mm-hmm. And yep. he's going to be like, yeah, I like them, but, you right. know, this is the world I'm in, so. Right. Yep. So I kind of fuck them over if I have to, you know. <laughs> well, not even necessarily viewing it as that. Like that's just what you're right. supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. yep. So um, later on, uh, she finds Nigel for his reading lesson, and he's teaching Carrie a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and all she, although she admits to herself that like this is going to be, she's now going to be in danger with Sarah as well as Mister Whalen. She asks Carrie if she wants to learn to read too, and she agrees. And she also goes and steals a book like right away, mm-hmm. one that's like too advanced for her. She's like, "We'll start with the primer, I guess." But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He mentions we'll have to find somewhere else for her. Nigel uh, has this place because Sarah said no one ever comes in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, pop quiz, spelling test. Uh, Nigel gets all his spelling words right, and she even notes, like, he's learning much more quickly than Rufus is. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he wants to, I don't know. Maybe. Well, maybe who's not, like, maybe Rufus is dyslexic or something, too, we don't know. Right. Yeah, she does mention he might not be able to see too good, and they would never yeah. know. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yep, yeah, then as she's uh, throwing away his, uh, his test paper in the fire, uh, there stands Mr. Whalen. Uh, eyes on the book in her hand. Mm-hmm. He's like, you're stealing and you're reading? He drags her out and it sets the whip to her. And it hurts so bad that she can't even like crawl away. Yep. yep. And she calls for Kevin and starts feeling that feeling coming on, sees him running back toward her and passes out. And the end of our section. Oh my god. Oh, no, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What, well, indeed? One of us knows what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'll admit, I read ahead a little bit to find out if he went back with her or not. I did a little bit, too. And no, so. he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> so he's nope. trapped, we assume. But I feel like he was just about to get to her when she disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. So, so 
I only checked to see if she talked about him being there with him. I didn't read any other stuff, but right. Chris Ham, what's going to happen, man? Is he going to have to stay stuff. on the plantation for like years and years? Who knows? Is he I don't think he would. California. I don't think he would because he'd be unhappy there. I think he'd like finish out his teaching the kid while he's recovering and then leave. Yeah. I don't know if going out to California would be a good idea at this time. It'd be really hard to get there. Yeah. You couldn't cross cross territory because you have to go across Mexican territory, Spanish territory. Yeah. And I don't know if they would let him or not. It's not even. Is it even time for the Oregon Trail? Like, could he even like? No, that's the eighteen forties. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even time for that yet. Because well, I think Mexico is still New Spain in eighteen. If it's still eighteen fifteen, they don't get their independence until like eighteen twenty one. Yeah. And so they weren't encouraging Americans yet. The Mexican government did for like Texas and some of those territories up there because mm-hmm. they wanted to fill in population. But we yeah. saw how well that worked out in their favor. There was importing uh, a bunch of you know white Protestant slave owners. Yeah, yeah. so it'd be really tough to get there because you'd have to you'd have to go to a port, find someone who trades with New Spain, and then sail all the way down around South America and all the way up the other side to get to California. Yep, and he's yeah. not going to walk it either because no one's doing that yet. So. They they mentioned somebody did that right, Rufus said like somebody in his family or something like took a boat yeah. to California. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. how they would have gone. Is yeah. Down around way to South do it. America. Long yeah. way around. So he's probably gonna go after that contract's up maybe up north or something. Yeah. It'd be yeah. suit his his uh ideas a little better and he could kind of disappear a little more easily up there. Yeah. So, so I don't even know how big the abolitionist movement was yet either, so do you think at least part of this next part is going to be her going back and trying to find him so she can bring him back? Of, of course. Or is he just going to be hanging out? Like, no, oh, I cool. think of course she's going to go and try and find him. <laughs> I set up shop. Home. Me and Tom are friends. So. <laughs> He's got Maybe. his own plantation. <laughs> God, I hope not. He got a little too comfortable there, so. Yeah. I would hope that would kind of scare him and he'd be like, oh, fuck, look how easily I could fall into this shit. Yeah. Yeah. You would you hope. Know. But be like, no, I'm the good one. I don't beat my slaves every day. <laughs> <laughs> not every day. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm not uh, I'm not sure what I can expect from the rest of it, except, you know, neither. I mean, that part. And eventually they'll get back together so she can lose an arm in the wall. Yeah, and we'll still have to figure out how this all ties into her ancestry, too. Right. If anything, other than her just making sure that nobody dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because who knows, there could be more, more to it than that. We'll find yeah. out. That and I'm expecting something uh, unspeakably terrible to happen that I don't expect yet. Yeah, that seems like a, that seems like a fair. I don't know to what it is, for. but I know I'm not going to like it. Well, in this story. I mean, think like about think about how many unspeakably terrible things have already happened. Yeah, yeah, and I'm just uh, saying, they're building up to something. Um, yeah, and and you still have like two thirds of the book to get through. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, so this is apparently where the show ends off, though, so I guess that's going to be, we just spoiled the oh, really? cliffhanger at the end of the season. Oh, fuck. Well, I hope they make more of it, depending on if we like it or not, because yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it on the internet, but yeah, I haven't looked I'm, for I'm it. Yeah, I'm very so. disappointed that, like... Uh, I feel like nobody watched it. I, I, heard, I heard it was really good, and then I heard nothing else about it. Yeah, no yeah. one has talked about it. There's not been anything on my YouTube things that pop up about that stuff. Yeah. Like, nothing. Yeah, well, it's gone completely under radars. I don't know, and I don't like that because I want them to make more stuff from all of her works. Yes, yeah. So yes, please. Yes, please. 
But I'm afraid if this doesn't work out that they won't. But maybe it's just what the timing and what they picked. And, like, if you make something from one of the other series, people will go, oh, this is really cool, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then find this kindred adaptation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, we'll have to start the hashtag campaign when we get to it. Yes. Our uh, three Twitter followers will mm-hmm. really spread it. Oh, yeah. Priorly. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and some people from Zambia. Hey, yeah. May. Well, first of all, we won't know if Twitter will still be a thing by then, but... Get on it, guys. Well, I heard they sell. They just sold the giant bird for like a hundred thousand dollars or something that they need money for. So oh, from geez. the headquarters. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like Elon Musk buying Twitter is the end of Twitter. End of it. He's just breaking it down and selling it off. Yeah. Is he secretly a hero? I don't know. I don't know what's up with him. So. No, he is not. <laughs> That's my inclination right now. I'm like, he's kind of just becoming like a crazy dude. He just, he just bought Twitter to purposefully dismantle it? No, he's uh, not. Okay. No. <laughs> he did it so he could bring back people who shouldn't have such a public voice that easily. So, I'm like, if you want to say bad shit, you, have to, you should have to go stand in the town square and spew it and get tomatoes thrown at you. Type of deal. So, I'm like, I'm not going to stop you from saying it, but you should have repercussions for it. Yeah. Like or write a letter to your editor that they can they go we're not printing this, <laughs> so yes. that's how you engage in the public square. Yes, Twitter is um, free to do what it wants to restrict people or not. But but I don't prefer, but, they, but don't they, do I prefer Twitter. that Elon Musk was not in charge of it. Don't do Twitter. Let them all go to Trump's social network. He's trying to get off the ground. Then we know where to find them. You know. Yeah, Truth Social. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that either. <laughs> well no they can because no one pays attention to it and they'll just be talking to each other and whenever we need to know what they're saying we can just go look just just don't do social media it was a mistake that's the general consensus I'm coming to social media was a mistake let's not do it anymore so. we can find other ways like we can keep the facets of what we like like using like what became slack and like some of the work feed stuff adapt that yeah. a bit for easy communication but we don't need the rest of it like exactly. it's it's over. Please let's stop. We're just tearing our society apart from it. <laughs> let's call it good. Wrap it up. Guys. Like we're done with it. This was Wrap a great experiment. We're done. But how will people else, uh, advertise their OnlyFans? Uh, yeah, that's true. Instagram. I want to know how tell you how I know this, but you can't just search OnlyFans for people. We'll keep one. <laughs> you have to put, know their name. They can put a picture on Instagram, like I've seen, and that'll be fine. Yeah, we'll keep one social media. <laughs> okay, They'll post so on Reddit Instagram like Instagram can stay. Yeah, yes. keep the one that's usually <laughs> pictures. I like that one. <laughs> oh man. Well, homework for next time is read the rest of the book. Okay. Right. Easy peasy. Nice. So, do you guys have anything else that's good? Uh, no. I tried to focus on reading this book in my free times. That's a good this focus. week. So I didn't really do much else other than our fun trip stuff yesterday. Yeah. So oh, man. and getting my phone figured out this week too. Nice. Hey. And being upset that I couldn't just pop in my old my current cheapy phone SIM card, but they're like, no, that can sometimes fuck shit up. So yeah, Let's do pay a pay a dollar, <laughs> get a new SIM card kit, and then yeah. you can transfer service from one to the other. I'm like, yeah. okay, yeah, that makes sense. All good. Nice. So, I'm like, I would rather wait. I was just concerned because, like, 
due to high demand, we might be late getting this stuff shipped out. I'm like, oh, it could be, like, weeks. But then it was, like, two days later, like, hey, shipping label, it's coming to you. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, I paid some bills. Hey, Financial hey. freedom. Hey, that's all good. You know, I'm using some of that stuff I got from my cousin to pay off my credit cards and whatnot, so I don't have to worry nice. about that stuff anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other Chris, do you have anything else that's good? Uh, so I just saw uh, Megan. Yeah. Ah, yes. M. Thregan. M. Thregan, as they mm-hmm. as they say on that other podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hear good things. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, uh, it was it was like really really uh funny and kind of like uh satirical and just yeah. A little bit like fucking silly. I don't know. Like it yeah. was, it was great. Like it was, it was great. Just nice, cool. I can, I can recommend it. Go watch it. Like you'll laugh. <laughs> um, you'll, you'll like, you'll be entertained. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I wasn't too sure from the trailer, but I've heard enough things. I'll probably go see it eventually. But it yeah, looked, uh, very silly. I think I think like the thing that you don't get from the trailer is is mm-hmm. that it is purposeful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. you watch the trailer and you're like, "Oh, this looks dumb or something." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like if if you watch the movie, then you're like, "Oh, they they made this like perfectly aware that it's completely dumb." Right. Um and they they like went all in on it and it's it <laughs> it really works. It's good. Nice. Well, that's good. Nice. Uh, just as an aside, would you recommend it for like a twelve-year-old kid? Because like one of our friends took their twelve-year-old kid to see it. I mean, it depends on the twelve-year-old, I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't think there was anything like super shocking or gory or anything in it. You know, like it's, it's yeah. like. I would I would say like a lot of the major violence happens off screen, you know. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Like okay, but like, uh, but yeah, I could I could. I don't know what they would get out of it as a twelve year old though, you know. Yeah. Like I I don't know if the humor would land for them because it's kind of like. Yeah. Um, it's 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 like I said, it's got kind of a satirical streak, like like RoboCop or something in that vein. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, like a like a, a Paul Verhoeven, a Starship Troopers, if you will. Right. You know, something mm-hmm. something like that. It's it's you know making some comment on on society, right? Mm-hmm. And like yeah. all of the all of the humor and all of the like violence and stuff is like kind of toward that end. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I, I think a, a 12 year old could like watch it and be like, oh, creepy doll. Like, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Or like, like, oh, she, she did a thing and like, that was pretty cool. But like, yeah, you know, the, the main, the main thrust of it, I guess, like, I I don't know what 12 year old would be down for it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair play. Um, cool uh so for my side like i listened to a couple of audiobooks in the last couple of weeks while i was reading this mm-hmm. uh one of them i was going to mention is called i'm glad my mom died 
Oh, yeah, by, by Jeanette McCurdy. Jeanette McCurdy. I've who, seen yeah. that on the shelf. Me too. Yeah, and that's kind of why I picked it up, because A, I had credits that were expiring, and B, I've seen it posted a lot of places as like one of the best uh, books of last year. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeanette McCurdy is like unknown to me, because I never watched iCarly. Like That was yeah. after my time, but yeah. um, I got the audiobook version, and it was pretty good. Um, cool. She also is kind of economical about her stories, and um, I guess you would say very uh, frank about them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't spend a lot of time being like, oh, woe is me. Like, my mom was like psycho- or a sociopath and crazy and mm-hmm. abusive uh, psychologically and, like, basically drove me into bulimia and anorexia. Mm-hmm. Or, woe is me, like, I worked on this show where the, the creator was what he calls, she calls him. The creator wasn't allowed to be on set with any of the child actors after a while after certain accusations came out oh jeez wow but uh yeah it's just a bunch of short uh to the point stories about like what she went through Yikes. and uh usually okay. i um get annoyed when people who are aren't even 40 are like here's my memoir mm-hmm. yeah. my life is complete and i've learned everything i can learn but she even was talking about how kind of like yeah i'm working on it now so <laughs> yeah like this is the first one she'll do Maybe, yeah. Maybe, and then further down the road you do a different one, like Will Wheaton has done. Right, right. So. Yeah, uh, and also she read it very quickly, which I appreciated. I'm like, did I set the speed up again on this? But no, like, that's just how fast she read it. So I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, no, I'm not going to dwell on this. Let's just go through it. Right. I like that. Um, One I'm listening to now, I'm about three quarters of the way through, is called Tracers in the Dark by Andy Greenberg. Hmm. Um, and basically it is talking about, um, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency mm-hmm. and okay. people who have to figure out how to decode the blockchain to like help do forensics for crimes and stuff. Okay. Oh. okay. Um, and so it's a bunch of different stories and I'll admit like I get lost with who is who in this thing, mm-hmm. but basically talking like the, the main first section was talking about. Um, the Silk Road, yeah. and how the Dread Pirate Roberts who ran that was basically convinced he was invincible because Bitcoin was anonymized and so no one could ever track anything. Um, but basically the point being that, uh, yeah, since there's like a very public record of every Bitcoin transaction ever, mm-hmm. like you can figure it out. Like they yeah. talked about this uh, post-grad student who was um, a cryptologist going through and just basically going, okay, well, because the way money moves from wallet to wallet, and since we know big dollar transactions are probably this or that, like, she very easily was like, yeah, this is a, this is a Silk Road transaction, and this one is two, and this one is two, and this is this, and, like, yeah, just the uh, stories of her buying very specific things off of there so she could track her own Bitcoin back and be like, yep, this proves it, so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that stuff is over my head, but... I'm at least aware enough to be like, yeah, you idiot. Of course you, do that. <laughs> you stupid, stupid guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know like why anyone <clears throat> ever thought that. Yeah, like that was that was like my immediate first reaction to it. Like same same thing with like the Onion Network, you know, yeah. and like yeah, various other things that people claim to be like oh this is this is anonymizing this will hide your activity somehow i'm like right 
no, it's it's all there. Like if you know how to look for it, it's, it's right. staring right. at you in the face. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's more secretive than if you just said, "Hey, I'm Chris and I'm buying these drugs." But I mean, <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but uh, I which, I really which liked I, which I do now though. Yeah. yeah, you just do it out in the open. I just like, go to yeah. a store. <laughs> right. I'm like, hey, I would like to buy some drugs, and they're like, cool, we will sell you some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't even have to get a Bitcoin for it. Just do nope. It. Yeah. Uh, so just random things from there that I find really amusing is, A, them talking about how much, constantly talking about how much people would be worth if they hadn't used their, like, 10,000 Bitcoins to buy a pizza back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, that first Bitcoin purchase. <laughs> um, or uh, they talked about, um, see if I can remember what this is, like, the, the network that replaced Silk Road when it got taken down. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, is it Pirate Bay? No, that's a slightly different thing. Uh, oh, yeah, something, that is different. Something Bay. Anyway, it was supposed to be the bigger better version of the silk road yeah and like super encrypted and no one knew anything about the guy uh except someone tipped them off that uh when they first registered for it they got an email from the server that used the guy's actual email address (laughs) and his email address was something like andy 91 at hotmail (laughs) oh god (laughs) and so they searched google for andy 91 and found his forum posts from back in the day yeah. Talking about oh, all the stuff he was going to do and using the same name he started the thing with. They're like, oh, it's this guy mm-hmm. who's in Thailand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, they'll never get me in Thailand not knowing that one of the biggest offshore DEA offices is in Thailand in also. Thailand, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so they got him almost right away. I'm like, yeah. The main point You're being dumb. like, yeah, this, this would help you do criminal stuff if you weren't an idiot. I'm like, <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, so, also, yes. also, you know, uh, you don't need it to do criminal stuff if you're not an idiot. Right. <laughs> like, you right. can just do crime. Like, you don't need <laughs> crypto. No, cash. But it's a safe cash card. No one will find you ever. Oh, my God. No one Apparently. will find you if you have cash, either. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got a little bit to go on that to, still, but it's been very interesting. So Sounds like it. And, again, it makes me feel real smart, even though I would never come up with this shit. Right. <laughs> I can uh, rejoice in criminals being stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Good it's quite fun times. sometimes. Good times. All right. Any... Oh, Chris. I was supposed to remind you about a thing. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. You were going to say something children, about stuff. Parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so when, I was, when I was watching Megan, I can't, I can't remember where in the conversation I, I pulled this from, but I wanted to bring it up after I talked about Megan. Okay. Um, but there was a there was a specific scene in the movie where uh, where the kid is like freaking out because they took Megan away from her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like she's she's throwing a real fucking fit, you know. And mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she just like smacks Allison Williams' character across the face. Oh jeez. Mm-hmm. And like at that moment, like I like I said, like the whole theater was like full of kids you know like Uh that were just kind of left there by their parents i guess Mm -hmm. but like but like in in that exact moment like like one other person in the theater was like oh hell no like (laughs) like like she's about to get fucking slapped like Uh (laughs) like, Uh (laughs) we're not taking that shit 
Right. Uh-huh. Jesus. Like she she did not just do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> no ma'am. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking kids. Right, right. Alright. Anything Stop. else we need to say? No. I think we're No, gonna... alright. Stop exactly Stopping. at the two hour mark. Okay, that was our session for today. Homework for next time is to read the rest of the book, which is a bigger chunk of pages than this one, but I felt they moved quicker. I don't know. Since we're still running a bit long, a quick on second thoughts for you today. At the time that I recommended Tracers in the Dark, I was only about two-thirds of the way through that book. And while I do still recommend it, if I had finished it at that point, I would have called out that the last section is discussing a dark web child pornography ring, which does ultimately get taken down, and is still an interesting topic in the context of digital security, it's just, you know, anything with that kind of content is also super dark, even if they don't get into too many details. So, yeah, just a heads up if you are planning on checking that book out. Today's episode was summoned back in time via an unconscious call from the ancestors of Chris, Chris Ham, Chris, other Chris Jacobson. It was edited by me, Travis Rowe, and was sponsored by no one in particular. Until next time, keep fucking reading. Do, do your kids know how much you put up with for that? Like, do they do they know that you think that other soccer parents are awful and that oh. you, like, hate being around them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Levi knows that. Yeah. And in, okay. in fact, that's part of the reason why he doesn't do soccer anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Like, he, he, he made that sacrifice for you. Like, no, he started to agree with me because when okay. we started playing outdoor soccer, he could hear them. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, Jesus, guys, it's, like, it's just a game. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm here to have fun. Like, yeah. what the fuck, parents? Yeah. Like, he would play goalie a lot, and so uh, he'd hear a lot of comments about like people being very happy when he made a mistake. And he's like, I don't need this shit. Like, right? He doesn't. <laughs> I tried my best. Like, you don't need to yeah. cheer or like yell at me or whatever. That's like, all the parents should be doing. Good job. Good try. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. That's the parents' role. You're not a coach, otherwise you'd be doing it. Exactly. And like. Anyway, I think he agrees with me. He's like, parents need to get over this shit. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, it's a little early in their career for this kind. I of feel like shit. when we were kids, only half the parents would show up, anyways. So yeah, it and it was better. It was. It was better. <laughs> yeah, better. Because then you could take a swing at a kid, and the ref would be like, "I didn't see anything." <laughs> <laughs>